1: Scammers are busy these days. Crimes on the rise. Victims in Singapore lost at least $633 million to scams last year. That's almost two and a half times the year before. $268 million was stolen by scammers the previous year. Investment scams accounted for the most amount of money siphoned from victims who lost $190.9 million in total. The largest amount taken in a single case, six point four million now you might be thinking you probably experienced something close to a scam yourself just not long ago somebody sent me an email and said they'd love to feature my story in an encyclopedia of successful people in singapore would i please give them a call back and give them some of my time for an interview but the warning bell started to go off because the email was addressed to mr michelle martin Yep. That gave it away. So if you're going to write to me, make sure your grammar and your salutations are all right. But I did my due diligence, you know, I tried to look up the company and it was bewildering. It was confusing. There were a lot of conflicting messages out there in the world about this particular company. So it can seem like if you're an individual, it's a Herculean task to figure out whether something is a scam or not. Because a lot of these scammers may be part of a much bigger syndicate that's tech savvy and very organized. So what can you do as an individual to outwit a scammer? We're going to figure it all out with some tips and tricks. Hopefully, Joanne Lai joins me, co-author of Don't Get Scammed, Understanding Scams and Protecting Yourself Against Them. Joanne, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Michelle. So happy to be
1: here. Yeah, great to speak with you. Listen, since you've written this whole entire book, book about hopefully not getting scammed, what is the worst scam that you yourself have encountered
0: to date? I had the privilege of being able to interview some people and I managed to interview someone who mm. had gone into the NV scam, which is the largest scam in Singapore. Envy trading, Nicole, yes, the nickel, yes, yes, yes the Ponzi nickel trading scam. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. So the victim that I interviewed actually got out of an earlier scam, unscathed. Oh. But then he got into another scam, which is this one. And the most interesting part about this is that he his application was rejected twice. By the NV wondered, group? Yes, correct. Because they did an ego play on him. Oh. What they did is that they told him that his application will be rejected. Right. Because he did not qualify to be in that high net worth category. Yeah. Oh. So over the past... Few months he was trying to scramble to get it in. And after that, when he finally got in, he lost like 200,000 just overnight. And also, there are also a lot of high-profile lawyers who also being caught in this scam as well. Indeed,
1: and if they actually had invested in nickel, as they mm. claim to, they'd actually have made money. That's the ultimate irony of the NV scam. But that was horrendous. <laughs> and did he say why he was taken in by that? Was it because they were promising fifteen percent every yes. quarter?
0: Uh, yes, correct. So he was very attracted by the returns. And in my book, I did also mention that there were a few things that were very consistent. They told people like name drops, There's social proof. They mentioned people that he knows. Mm. And they also did like very high profile names that were already invested in the scam. That's mm-hmm. why he was drawn to it. And he thought like if there are people who are such high profile already invested, mm-hmm. then it would mean that he will be smart if he were to be following them.
1: Very interesting, right? Because they know how to push individuals' buttons. First, they use a social network and the name dropping. And then they use scarcity by making it supposedly hard for you to get into the scheme. And so you think it's exclusive and you want to be part of it even more. Yes. But of course, the red flag (laughs) is 15% every three months. I mean, please. Okay, uh, what (laughs) did you want to
0: add to that? Yeah, the most interesting part was he actually did a MAS investor alert list check. And it was on there, but he felt like, okay, there might be a reason why it is there, but he just didn't want to believe it. Yeah,
1: Yeah, the cognitive dissonance that sets in as well. You know, you Mm -hmm. have the sense that something is wrong, but then greed is a powerful emotion and you want to also Mm -hmm. believe that 15% every quarter is a return that is attainable. Very, very sad. Now, what is Mm -hmm. the difference in your opinion between a scam and a fraud? Is there really a difference? Does it matter?
0: Yeah, when I was writing the book, I didn't feel that there was a difference. But when I dug deeper, Mm. I found that actually scams are like more related to monetary. So usually the damage is more related to monetary. And the part about fraud, right, it may or may not involve money. It could be falsifying documents. You know, it could be also misuse of inventory or even assets. Yeah. Yeah. So the fraud could be part of the scam. Right, because they yes, show correct. you, yeah, yeah, and it will also be like used anonymously. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Can you help us? We're trying to outwit the scammer in the show. We're trying to learn some tips and tricks. So, how do they work? First, first, we have to understand mm. scammers, right? What are
0: some mm. common modes of action that they take? Yeah, so I summarise it into A, B, C, D for easy remembrance. Mm-hmm. So A stands for association. They always look for something in common. So sometimes like I get Facebook requests by people to mm-hmm. add me and that they, you have to look for maybe some friends are in common. And if I do not know this person, maybe I'll just check with that person whether this is a common friend mm-hmm. or is there something wrong with this. Then the next step is B, which is the bit. They usually lure you with something that you desire without having to work hard for it. So let's say it could be maybe like the job scam. I managed to find someone who got into a job scam and she mentioned that the money was very easy to earn. You just need to click some buttons Mm -hmm. and then she will be able to earn this money. And because her job was already pretty hard, that's why she felt like, okay, it could be an easy way out Mm. for her. Mm -hmm. Then the C stands for the CON, which means they started requesting for small amounts of money. Mm. So when she got into this job scam, she... Initially wasn't required to top up money, it came pre-funded. Then later on, they said, okay, since you got your money already, so they gave her like some money as her remuneration. Mm -hmm. And she decided that, okay, now it's time for me to top up so that I can earn more from this. So then that's where the small amounts and the amounts become larger and larger as they go along. Then the D stands for the damage, which means that the damage is really done to the victims. Mm. And that is the A, B, C, D. So when we look at it, we look at this offer that is coming in. Like just now you mentioned the email and all that. Mm. What is the thing that is in common? You know, Is there certain things that are suspicious about whatever that they are doing? Mm. So what we can do is that we use this thing called the stop and think and then we check the anti-scam helpline you can call this hotline to check with them whether this is one of them or the other way is you check with your best friend which is google right so you can google the company name and the person's name you put the word scam at the back or the word spot at the back and that will help and there is also a checklist that i've prepared in the book for me to prevent the scams so when i analysed a lot of investment scams over the years. Mm -hmm. That checklist helped me a lot and I managed to avoid a lot of them. That's useful. Because,
1: you know, you want to believe what you want to believe and then sometimes you just need a moment to think and so referring to the checklist is that moment of objectivity, I think. Yes, correct. Right? It's sort of a break. In your book, do you cover love scams? Because that is quite common across other parts of the world, you know? People Mm. using emotions to get other people to part with their money.
0: Yep. So, I
1: did manage to meet
0: someone hmm. related to Love Scam, but that was a few years ago before I started working on this book. And the interesting thing is that they usually add you on a social network platform or through a dating app. And recently, I also watched the movie on Netflix called The Tinder Slinder. Oh, I love that so movie. I was right. horrified. horrified. Yes, correct. Right. Yeah. So, the way that they work is pretty much like they add you because you have a need, like you want to be loved or. You know, you want to get a certain emotion from this thing. And usually they will try to attract you by saying that they are very rich or Mm -hmm. they are very high profile. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then sometimes I do get added on Facebook as well. Then usually they will put the profile is single. Then all the rest of the details are not there. And then usually you don't have common sense. And they always put a lot of their face like very handsome pictures throughout and you get to see them in like different backgrounds like it could be maybe chilling in a cafe or something like that right and Mm. then multiple photos like this and it could be usually they will write that they are not local they are like overseas and all that and that is part of the main thing that you won't be able to trace them down in that sense right by being overseas yeah then when they try to come out with some stories it will be harder do very fine. Yeah, because the figures are stuck. You know,
1: a lot of Singaporeans lost money in investment scams. That was a top category, 3.3 million. Yes. Internet love scams, they lost 3 million. China yes. officials' impersonation is an actual category by itself. <laughs> and that's 6.2 million. Now, tell me yes. more about this category, China officials' impersonation.
0: Mm. Part of the reason why I was very motivated to write and complete this book was because I received some calls because of the Ministry of Health and they usually speak in Chinese, right? I so, got a call uh, like that yes. too. Yes, correct. So I was so frustrated with it, I think I got maybe more than 10 of these calls. Yeah. And initially, I was thinking, sounds like something interesting. You know, they were saying things like, oh, you found that you bought some COVID medicine from mm. overseas, from China then if yes. your vaccination status is this, why should you need to have this, you know, Bizarre. the COVID vaccine? Did they
1: say this so, in Chinese or, or bad yes, English? In, in, Chinese. In, Chinese. in
0: Chinese. In Chinese, okay. What well, I did was that. I said, okay, can you speak in English because you are from Ministry of Health? So I'm quite sure you can speak in English, right? Mm-hmm. Then the person said, oh, this one, we cannot speak in English because, you know, we cannot speak English. <laughs> it was, like was a, bit a away. <laughs> Yeah, correct. English so, is the business me, language uh, in Singapore. <laughs> exactly. So initially, I wanted to just put it down, but I decided, okay, I, I mean, since I'm writing the book myself, do some research, right? So, so you're engaged. But, you know, oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. me. I mean, I wanted to rest, but I was thinking, okay, just go ahead. Then I had a conversation a bit longer.
1: What did you hand then over? Then, what Did you hand over any details?
0: No, 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 no. I didn't. Okay. So what they, did they, they were, want
1: from you eventually?
0: I think they wanted me to transfer money or something like that, you know. Then I just decided that I wouldn't and I know that it's a scam. So I just decided to put down the phone because there wasn't anything else that I could... So it didn't uh, get very far after. and did they actually yeah. ask you for money? Oh No, no, no. It didn't reach that stage. Mm-hmm. But they were trying to make it sound like as if I did an offence mm-hmm. by buying things that are like illegal drugs from overseas. Right. which was not the case at all because I did not order anything. I don't even shop online. That's the thing. Yeah, they try so, and
1: scare you and then they yeah. put on this fake ministry official title. Yes. They're trying to get your compliance, basically, and then slowly yes, along the way,
0: they'll take money off you. In the book by Robert Caldini on six principles of persuasion, they're yes. using the authority, which is like from a ministry that we are familiar with, mm-hmm. to come and convince us that they are a person of authority.
1: Yes, the dead giveaway for that one is, you know, the entire message is canned and it comes across entirely in Mandarin. We all know that that's not likely to ever be an official language, official message. You know, I don't want to give any tips to scammers on how they can improve that. So <laughs> I, won't, I won't say what we
0: are accustomed oh, to recently, expecting. Yeah. Recently, they can say English as well, but probably not as well. So what do you think someone
1: can do then? What can someone do if that happens and they suspect, hey, I might have bought something and inadvertently brought something into Singapore that was warranted such a call? So
0: now we all have smartphones and Google is still our best friend. So when I was having the call, I was also doing research at the same time. Mm. So I was doing the same thing like Google and I searched is there this uh, scan? Because before that I did not know of this. Then when I was doing the search, then I found out this one, and then I decided, okay, this is really a scam, and then that's where I stopped the conversation. You
1: mentioned a hotline that anybody yes. can call. Yes. Is that a public hotline? And how do yes, we get that
0: an number? the anti scam hotline. Mm-hmm. I think I need to search it. Okay. <laughs> anti scam hotline. Yeah, I think I can Google it. Yeah. <laughs> and they will help you figure out if it is a scam. Yeah, you can, and of course, you can also check with other people who are more familiar. Yeah, so there's a scam alert hotline. So it is called 1-800-722-6688. So this is the hotline. It's like Monday to Fridays, excluding public holidays. So hopefully it doesn't happen on a public holiday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Call the hotline and tell them. Because, yes. you know, you mentioned Google, but in my experience, it's very mm-hmm. difficult because there's a lot of conflicting information out there. This yes, is the information age, and there, there's this huge... There's an onslaught of information, and these scammers, some of them are part of a syndicate, and so they put up very, very convincing websites. It could be websites, mm. it could be testimonials of others, yes. and it's difficult yes. to figure out. So I can just call this number. How do I stop people from calling me, especially these... You know, we talked about the ministry officials sounding
0: really mm-hmm. phony. Yes. Is there any way you can block those calls coming through? Yes, there are. So there is two things that have been done. One is called the Scam Shield. It's an app you can block unsolicited messages and calls. Once you download it in your phone, Mm. you'll be able to also get later scam information through Mm -hmm. scamalert.sg. And it helped me after I downloaded I think I didn't have as many. But then there is also another one which is for SMSs. So you can actually use that for SMSs that are unsolicited. And for me, every time when I receive messages, then I will just report and block. So in my iPhone, there is a thing called report and block.
1: Yeah, I do that too. It doesn't stop them. It doesn't stop the flood of fake messages coming through. But I do that diligently as well. Joanne, can you share another scam that has caught your attention
0: recently? Just two days ago, before I came for this, I got a call from my client and he said it's very urgent. Mm-hmm. Then he said that I am in a very bad, bad shape. I was like, what's happened? He said that he lost $250,000 US in a scam. Then I say, why? And what happened? So he actually put in money into a cryptocurrency exchange. Mm-hmm. And this name of the company is called OX. A-U-X-U okay. Global Scam yeah, So basically He put in his money He put in 250000 And the worst part Is that he actually Borrowed money From different banks Like Standard Charter DPS Different different banks In order to Buy into this And when he tried To withdraw Initially when he first Put a small amount To test whether It can be withdrawn it went through. Right. But subsequently, when he put in more money and when he put in the full amount, and he saw a profit from it because the money did go up, then he tried to withdraw. It just kept pending. And initially, the helpline that was assisting him to put in his money was very helpful. And later on, the helpline just didn't respond. He couldn't call through. So there was no way that he could contact anybody. And even he tried to message on Telegram and all these things. He just refused to. And on a daily basis, I think on Telegram, I also received a lot of these kind of messages telling me to invest. And sometimes they add me into chats as well mm-hmm. that I didn't voluntarily add myself in. But then when this happens, he just couldn't get his money out at all. So he spent every single cent of his money into this scam. And then when I did a search for him, I found a lot of websites that was saying that there's no way he can recover the money. And that's when the reality set in and he asked me for help to be able to do something. So what I did is I helped him to draft a sample letter to the Mm banks to get them to help him to either reduce interest or try not to charge him any interest while he's working out some ways to repay through the selling of assets from another place. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: That is so, so it was sad very to hear. I just googled that exchange that you were talking yes. about,
0: and the thing is, there's yes. so much out there that does look yes. legitimate about it. Yes, correct. Right. Yeah. And sometimes exchanges can also the cryptocurrency scam can also be linked to love scams. Just now you talked about the love scam. Mm-hmm. So on YouTube, there's this lady who actually openly shared about her love scam. Mm. It's called the pig butchering scam. Pig so butchering. What, yes, pig butchering. Yeah. Doesn't sound very AA romantic Chinese. to me. But, yeah. Okay. I know. <laughs> I know, but uh, in Chinese, it's called sa pan, right? They kill the pigs. So effectively, what happened was that she was on the, you know, dating app, and then she she was in this country, but because she's an influencer, so she shares about her life very openly to people. Hmm. And it's not difficult to find more information about her. So I think they used this and they did research on her and decided to contact her and say that, oh, you know, The person's English is not too good, you know, and all that, because he's from China and all this. So he spent the time to chat with her for a long time, Mm -hmm. during her to think that, well, they're in a very good relationship and all that. Then, towards the end, he actually proposed to have this joint investment with her to save up for marriage or something like that, you know. And then she was like, okay, but then... You know, she had some red likes coming. And then in the end, he said, let me put in the money first. But the exchange is actually owned by them. So the website looked like a legitimate exchange of a real website, like bad spelling or grammar, which is what you mentioned just now. So the bad spelling and the grammar caused her to not check carefully. So this guy actually offered to put in his money first into the exchange. Of course, because he owns the exchange, right? So she saw the money, like thirty fifty thousand 50000 inside. Mm-hmm. So it made her more comfortable to also put in uh, something similar mm-hmm. or something smaller. Mm-hmm. Then she also asked whether she can try to withdraw. So the first time they allowed her to withdraw. Then subsequently, when she put in more money yeah. and more money, then that's when she realized that there's a problem with the withdrawal. And after that, when she called the hotline and all that, then she found out that the exchange is also fake. Yeah. So you, just exchange, because you can means, take
1: it out yes. once from an exchange doesn't mean it's a legitimate exchange. You want to check a couple of times, number one. I mean, yes, that's my takeaway from that. Yes, Interesting story. You also have a WhatsApp takeover scam that you detail in your book. So that's where a victim, anybody, I could receive a WhatsApp message and that message would say something like, Hi, sorry, I sent you a six-digit code for SMS yes. by error. Could you transfer yes. it to me? It's urgent. So they want you to respond to them. And mm-hmm. then after that, basically, they use it as a funnel to get your details. Is that it? Your credit yeah. card details, all sorts of details. They lure you into a scheme where mm-hmm. they say you've won a prize, but basically they want your credit card, your bank account, your mobile wallet details. Is that it? Yes. That's what you call yeah, a WhatsApp
0: takeover. Yeah, and, and another case is they literally take over all your WhatsApp contacts. How so do they do that? Should, Yeah, I don't know. I wish I was like IT savvy or something, right? But I'm not in that So they do
1: that once you respond to their messages
0: on WhatsApp? Yeah. It's like a fishing hold. Yeah, even the publisher, uh, he was forcing me in that sense, like encouraging (laughs) me. (laughs) Like, Joanne, you know that day I received this OTP thing Uh and then my friend on Facebook messaged me for this OTP thing. And then because he was busy, he looked away from his phone. He started to do his own things, and then he said, "If he had picked that thing, his Facebook and all those things might have been hacked in also." So the publisher was like, "Joanne did right, and complete yeah. so okay, that, so this completed." Yeah. Okay. So use Joanne's
1: checklist in her book to prevent you from falling victim to an investment scam. And always hear my voice. You know, whenever you hear someone and you think this could be a scam, the moment they ask you for money, just don't, don't yes. do it. Don't give over any money. Joanne Lisey, co author of Don't Get Scammed. Thanks, Joanne, for joining us. Thank you. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Thank you for your company.
0: Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM,